Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccemmet.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Philippians chapter 4, this last section of Philippians chapter 4. And so Paul says this, verse 13, and maybe this will have a new light considering everything that we've talked about. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So in this context, Paul is saying, I can face whatever God takes me through because he gives me the strength to do it. If he's going to lead me to it, he's going to get me through it, right? We, we have these little phrases in the Christian church, don't we? Some people say, God's not going to give me more than I can handle. Tell Paul that. That's not in the Bible. But if he leads me to it, he'll get me through it. God will never give me more than he can handle. But God's callings are also God's enablings. There's another little pithy saying for you. God's callings are God's enablings. Hudson Taylor used to say this. He'd said, God's work in God's way will never lack God's supply. And Chuck Smith used to say, where God guides, God provides. And those are the things as a ministry that we hold dearly to. We're going to do it God's way. God's going to provide. If we're going to follow God, He's going to take care of everything. And all these sayings are, are teaching the same things. They, they're teaching us that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. If I'm following him and I'm walking with him, there's nothing he's going to take me into that he isn't going to work me through, that he's not going to provide in, in his way what he wants to provide in that situation. And I'm going to get through it because I have him. And he never leaves me or forsakes me. And so I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he's with me all the time, strengthening me. Now, I know that this is often used in terms of, you know, somebody lifting weights. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know. I'm not saying that God can't do this in sports performance, you know. I, I'm certain that, you know, Christian athletes who are running and they're getting ready to hit the wall, they're praying, aren't they? God, I can't do another lap. And there's something I learned in, in track. There's something I learned in, in swim, swimming and different things that I've done. And, and, and that is this, and I've had coaches tell me this, you can do more than you think you can. You're running, one more lap. I can't do it, coach. One more lap, yeah, you can. No, I can't, I can't do it. Yes, you can. I'll die. No, you'll pass out before you die. <laughs> Somebody told me last night, nobody ever drowned in their own sweat. Get out there and, <laughs> and do it, right? I, I remember that, that first day of, of a swim, you know, they put us in the water. They said, swim 100 laps. <laughs> I'm like, I can't swim five laps. Well, I swim probably 25. I drank most of the pool. I was surprised there's still water in the pool. I, it went, all went up my nose. You know, you know that feeling. Actually, when I get water in my nose now, it brings back good memories. Right, Alex? <laughs> it does. Yeah. So w w that's one of the things. You know, my brother's here. So, But, but when, when you... When you push yourself, you realize, I can do more than I thought I could do. I can endure more than I believed I could endure. 
But beyond that, and this is something I was telling my junior and senior high kids a few weeks back, beyond that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so what is there that I can't do in terms of what God has called me to do when it comes to his kingdom? There's nothing. There's nothing. Verse 14, nevertheless, Paul says, you've done well to share in my distress. He says, you guys did good. Why would Paul go on and on about this? Because he wants them not to misunderstand how things work in the economy of God. God uses us to provide, but when he is delayed, he's teaching lessons. And and there's sometimes people need to learn a lesson of God's true provision, and that is his presence. It's far, far greater than gold. It will always be God's work. And he will always be the one who deserves the credit when we do give. You know, it's, it's amazing how God uses us. Because he doesn't need to use us, does he? We were talking about this in, in Nehemiah when we were talking about you know, them building the wall. And they cleared the rubble. They put on that wall brick by brick by brick while they had the sword in one hand and a trowel in the other hand, and they, they did that work. And you wonder, why didn't God just say, I want a wall in Jerusalem? I mean, he said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let the waters be divided from the land and, and then let the dry ground appear, and, and that happened. Why couldn't God just say, wall, boom, around Jerusalem? Could he have done that? Certainly he could. And everybody would be like, whoa, God's amazing. Don't mess with the God of Israel. But instead, God sends Nehemiah. Nehemiah encourages the people. The people put brick by brick on that wall. They're facing all kinds of trials. People are coming at them. People are, are slandering them. People are threatening them. They're, putting, they're gathering armies together to come against them. And the people are, are freaking out, and they're even fighting amongst each other. They're having squabbles amongst each other. And, and yet, at the end of all of it, in 52 days, that entire wall was built. The entire wall was built in 52 days. Why? Because God wanted a wall? Well, yeah, he did want them to build the wall. But that's not what God was into building. What was God building? He was building the people. God doesn't care about the wall. I, I know that, that God told them to build the wall and that the wall would bring them protection, but ultimately God's their protection. God doesn't need the wall, but he does need to build the people. And that's true no matter what we do, whatever God has put us into. God could do it all himself if he wanted to, but instead of, of, of doing it by himself and snapping his fingers and, and you know, appearing in the sky and saying, everybody be saved or else, you know, he sends people. Because it's not just that he wants something done. He wants to build the person who's doing it. And what was interesting about after they built that wall, after 52 days, not only were the people like, wow, God's awesome. He, he allowed us to build that entire wall in 52 days. But all of their enemies, guess what their enemies said? Well, that was their God. And so God isn't just interested in them, but he's interested in their enemies and he's interested in people knowing that God is mighty, but God uses people. 
And that's why God will use you to, to give that money or to do that thing or to go over and help that person. Because God wants to use you because he's building something in you. And he's building something in them. At the end of the day, God doesn't need any of our money, does he? Now, it was, it was kind of an interesting story. You remember, you know, God does own the cattle on a thousand hills. The Psalms tell us that, right? And what was an interesting story was Dallas Theological Seminary, when it first started out in 1924, the first couple of years they really struggled and they had some serious financial issues. And, and so there was coming a point where they were going to lose the property. They had till noon to come up with a large sum of money. Didn't. It's over. And so Henry Ironside was on the board of the college, and, and they, they got into this big room, and they all gathered together to pray, and they were just going to seek the Lord. And, and that, that noon deadline was coming, and they were just going to pray and ask the Lord to provide. And Henry Ironside, during his prayer, he said, Lord, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. We need you to sell some of those and give us the money so that we could pay this debt. Little did they know at that same moment there was a man who'd come in to the office, a tall man in a cowboy hat and boots, a rancher, and he said, I was over in San Antonio and I just sold two cattle cars or two box cars full of cattle and I was trying to get this business deal done but it just wouldn't happen. I just kept feeling the Lord impressing on my heart I needed to come in here and, and give the money to the seminary. And he gave him a check and the secretary timidly went and knocked on the door. She knew they were in there praying. She figured they'd want to know. And they opened the door, and she said, this just came in. And, and the guy got the check, and he looked at the, you know, the guy, the, the rancher that had sold his cows, and he said, Henry, the Lord answered your prayer. And it was the exact amount that they needed, the exact amount. God, God isn't short to supply. God allows us to go through those situations so that he can do the work, a greater work in us of learning not only to learn to depend on him, but also to see him do miracles when everything is said and done. It says, verse 15, Now you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. So Paul plants a church in a place he didn't even plan on going. And they become his biggest supporter. You know, it wasn't like Paul's like, you know what, those Philippians, they have money. That's a good place. I can go there, build a base, get support, go on. No, he wasn't even planning on going there. He, they end up being the ones who fund his entire missionary journey. And, and it's just the Lord's provision. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208 365 0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.